Welcome to the Plexus Podcast. Today, Brad Johnson and J.P. Novin are joined by Dr. Steve Elder of Central Baptist College. Welcome to the Central Baptist College podcast series. Today, I'm so excited to be with Steve Elder. He's the department chair of PACE and online studies. Steve, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Well, excellent. Well, hey, I always like to start off with your mentors, you know, your, your journey, um, you know, take you back a little bit as far as you want to go. But usually when you look at a professional career, personal growth, there are mentors associated with that. So maybe you can provide us with some people that really um, were drivers to help you get where you are today. Well, that's, it's quite funny because um, mentors are, are, I've really tried to seek a few mentors at times, but to be honest, I really haven't had a whole lot. Um, there's one person that really stood out to, to me in a lot of how they influenced what I've done professionally. And that actually goes back to University of Phoenix. Um, while I was there, I had a supervisor who was uh, in a role, the equivalent of a VP of academic affairs. Um, and her name was Brenda Sullivan, Dr. Brenda Sullivan. We always referred to her as, as Dr. S. She was very mothering, uh, but she is honestly a, um, the, the perfect definition of a transformational leader. Uh, I've, I've not seen anyone else do it as well as she did. She made everyone around her better. And she encouraged us uh, to do kind of do things on our own. She encouraged a self-directed approach at our, uh, in our positions to make our positions better. Um, and she really equipped us. She poured into us on a regular basis and really was kind of out of our way um, and kind of let us do our own thing. But again, she was just great at, at, equipping and molding and almost when I say mothering I mean that's that's kind of kind of how she she almost treated us in a, a you know a loving kind of way uh, now you know currently Dr. McAllister kind of would serve as a, a mentor of sorts uh, here at CBC um, but you know and that's been since I've been in the role uh, this current role um, but mentors in general I, I had I haven't had many to be honest well, I'll tell you, you know, you talk about transfer, transformational uh, education and a transformational presence. Talk a little bit about PACE and, and the online student base uh, at Central Baptist College, because, you know, when you look at, especially online compared to traditional, you know, oftentimes you hear the phrase, meet students where they are. Mm-hmm. And so when you talk about that transformational experience, you know, how do you support students, online students, and really make sure that they have everything they need, you know, especially with working adults who have a number of different things they're juggling. Um, and typically their experience is a little bit different than a traditional student that just came out of high school. So how do you make sure you nurture that relationship with students? Well, for one, you know, I hopefully get a chance to, to see most of our PACE students in a PACE orientation class. Uh, I teach teach most of them aside from maybe a couple a year. Uh, and so therefore they get a chance to, to see me and, and connect with me on the front end. And one of the things I always offer is uh, 
my, my office doors open now for online students that's a bit different but i'm i'm always available to assist anybody who is uh, in need whether it be academically or even personally one of the things that I, I think that really sets cbc apart just in general is that we that our instructors view the classroom as a ministry and just kind of opening that door for uh, as an outlet for people to seek uh, just a way to talk through life in general, as well as education is really a, a cool concept. Um, however, kind of going back to the question at hand, uh, I believe we equip students on a regular basis just by, you know, for one, ministering to them, but our instructors outside of some of our um, real basic courses are going to be practitioner faculty. So they bring real life experience into the classroom to show those, those students how the content applies in, in real life. Um, but while they're equipping the students, they also ask uh, for insights that the students may actually have on the content. So in that, there's an engagement that happens to where students get a chance to share their perspective within the field, let's just say if they are working in the field, and they get a chance to share that with the instructor and the instructor can kind of nurture that immediately in the classroom and kind of guide them through, um, you know, potential questions or potentially even mentor them through that, that you know, five week journey of a course. Uh, but what's really cool about it is when that happens, not only have I reached out to the students themselves and offered my assistance, but many of our instructors do the same way. So then they may connect uh, just because of the content connection that the student had with that, that instructor, and they may see them as a resource moving forward and bounce ideas off of them as they you know, progress through the PACE, uh, their PACE degree. Well, and so you talk a lot about community, and I think, you know, something just in my humble opinion with Central Baptist College is when you look at PACE, when you look at online programs, your institution really builds community. Mm -hmm. Even though students might be online uh, or might be hybrid, talk to us a little bit about that, that community. So if I'm an online student, you know, to your point, you do feel like, hey, I can go talk to Steve. Hey, I can go talk to Terry hey, I can ask my question. It really is a team effort versus, hey, I'm on an island because I'm sure. online. Well, that, that speaks to an expectation that I have for instructors. Now, I've been at institutions to where it was a vertical learning experience. The instructor's way up here, you shut your mouth, and they're going to speak at you. They're going to lecture to you, and you just sit back and take in as much as you can from that fire hose that's coming from, you know, a fire hydrant. And it's going to be hard to take it in and you're going to miss a lot of it, but that's the expectation. I don't want that in our classes. Uh, that, that's not the classroom environment. That's not the classroom experience I expect. I want a vertical classroom experience. What I mean by that is it's very similar to what I just mentioned previously. I want, instru I want instructors to open discussions and open the floor to allow students to feel free to share their, their thoughts, their opinions, their experiences, their beliefs. So that for one, like me as an instructor, when I come in, I come in with the expectation that I'm gonna learn something new from my students. I want my students to speak to me. I want them to engage in my discussions in a way that they educate me of a whole new perspective of the content we're, 
discussing. And to me, I think that's where the, the horizontal learning environment works extremely well because it opens the door for that, um, that ease and engaging atmosphere to where students feel free to share information. They feel free to reach out to the students. They may find, or not students, they feel free to reach out to the instructors. They may find that commonality between the two that may build a relationship with, with uh, each other outside of the, the actual classroom, whether it be, um, like I said, in a mentor type of way. But it's primarily that horizontal classroom is what I'm looking for. I don't want the instructors to make it all about them. I want it to be all about us. Where are we learning as a community? What is important to you right now? And let's engage that. Let's build you up. Let's make you uh, a, a, a valuable aspect of your organization that's going to drive things forward based on the content and experience you got out of our classes. So did you, you know, based on your, your background and your extensive experience, um, did you expect to be at CBC? <laughs> so my, the, the route that got me here is quite interesting. It is very uh, ordained. God had his hand on me all along. Uh, to kind of give you my a quick overview of my background, uh, you know, I started off, uh, in, I've been in higher education for over 20 years. Started off in student services. Uh, I, I really enjoyed that, but I didn't really feel a great connection to it. I enjoyed it. It was fun, but it, I wasn't overly passionate about it. And I didn't realize my passion for education until I entered the classroom as a, an adjunct instructor. And the more I taught, the more I fell in love with the classroom. Uh, and that uh, actually led towards my experience at University of Phoenix, where I was um, essentially like a, it was a, um, a campus college chair for uh, a variety of colleges at the time. But that's where I really started to see the importance of how leadership in academic affairs um, feeds the instructor, which feeds the, the students. And I saw there was an importance there that we're engaging the instructors uh, in a confident and transformative way will help the students feel the exact same uh, connection. So I, and I did that for quite a while. I was the dean at ITT Tech, but I ended up leaving there uh, somewhat abruptly and, and, and having a conversation, a very cordial conversation with my supervisor on some things that we disagreed with. And so I left without a parachute, without a plan. I just, in a conversation with a supervisor, I put in my two weeks right then and there. But what was really cool about that is that's what led into the, the consulting because I had no plans. I, you know, I just kind of stepped away from uh, a, a position pretty abruptly. And the consulting was really geared towards a lot of what my dissertation was about. And that was really aiding and uh, helping um, volunteer organizations train their volunteers. And I connected with a couple of uh, local organizations and here's the hard part. I'm not a business person. I am strictly somebody who loves to engage uh, people in the classroom. I love just that connectivity you have with people. So business is not my strong suit. So I was working with nonprofits. And so uh, as a consultant for two nonprofits, I didn't necessarily feel I could ask them for money. <laughs> so uh, I was doing a lot of consulting for free. 
primary, I, mean, I did all of my consulting for free, essentially. But what's really neat is a lot of that led to where I'm at here at CBC. There was a connection that one of the uh, nonprofit leaders had here at CBC through a connection and a conversation between those two. I actually applied for a role that was not really suited to my skill set. However, it kind of got my foot in the door. And um, so when a new position opened up, they reached out to me and we, and it just kind of led me in. But that position is not the one I'm currently at. That was in, the previous position was the director of institutional effectiveness. And what that primarily dealt with was um, managing our student information system, being the webmaster, helping to bring efficiencies to processes across campus. And that was extremely fun to me. And I didn't realize that that was something that was near and dear to me. Uh, however, when this position opened up, uh, Dr. McAllister reached out and I've had the, this experience in my past. So I gladly stepped on over into this role with Pace and I've loved every minute of it. But what is interesting is when I said it was all divine, it was all God uh, driven. So God knew there was a connection between the nonprofit and CB, uh, the nonprofit leader at CBC. The position that I had applied for originally at CBC that I did not get would, was not a normal position I would have ever applied for. However, there were people at CBC that knew my background that had connected with my wife and told my wife that I needed to apply. So it was a position I would have never considered. However, people that never knew me personally, but knew my wife, but knew my background, asked me to apply. And so I was like, sure, why not? I don't feel the fit, but I'll do it anyway. And even though I didn't get that job, God still led me here in a, a job that was honestly almost designed specifically for me. And so it's, it's, it's been pretty awesome. Well, and I, I love that story because I think Dr. McAllister had a similar story, you know, that led him to where he is now and, you know, where he really can you know, utilize his passions every single day. And to your point, it was a path that was a little bit unexpected, yeah. you know? And so I, and I, I think that is, it's such a great story because, you know, we all want to be passionate about, you know, about God, about what we do and really make a difference. Um, how do you help students, whether it be through PACE or whether it be in general at Central Baptist, how do you help them find their passion? That's a very interesting question. So just as we make the, you know, the classroom a horizontal learning experience, by doing that, we allow students to engage us in a more personal way. So it's not just student teacher, it is you know, uh, professional to instructor kind of a deal. Uh, but in that, you get a chance to know students better in that, you know, let's just say some instructors like to incorporate, you know, silly icebreakers into their classrooms at the very beginning. And in those icebreakers, it's more of a personal connection so that the instructors get to know the students a little bit better and the students get to know the instructor a little bit better. So what the instructor then will do is use nuggets of information that they gain from those icebreakers to show connectivity to those students. And once they see the connection that they, they may not have ever noticed to the content that they're, that they're learning, 
there's something there that where students can see a connection of their personal life or professional life to the content that they're learning and there's something exciting about it it starts to ignite something that's really pretty cool about the class experience is there's motivation to do more uh, and sometimes the passion that comes from that is developed in a that community setting and if it doesn't have it doesn't necessarily take place that way through those the open forum that the instructors have with our students there's a way to engage them and to encourage them on on whatever endeavor that they're doing so it's almost like i our instructors are encouraged to be for lack of a better term our students cheerleaders and in doing that not only are they cheering them on academically they cheer them on professionally and personally so when they ask them how their week was or what can i pray for you those prayer requests actually bring in you know new and exciting ideas that the instructors can then talk on throughout the rest of the, the, the class. And so it just yeah. kind of engages them. It makes them excited to be there and you start to see passions arise. What I know for me, I mean, every, everyone's different, but I know when, when I am in an experience like that, you know, it's easier to put down guards. You know, it's easier to open up mm -hmm. and it's easier than to, it's easier to, to um, you know, be unafraid to answer a question incorrectly you know, or what you think would be incorrectly, really to start conversations, you know, and be able to craft an answer that, that might be correct or right, but at least it starts a forum where you can communicate and, and be free to talk because you're comfortable. That's what we like. So, uh, so, so speaking of that comfort, one of the exercises that I always like to do, if you call it an exercise is, so you're in your office right now, and if you look around at your office, is there a specific picture? I see a Lego set down there. Is there anything that you can point to to say, hey, gosh, that's a fun story right there. Or, hey, this talks about my kids or a student or what have you. What's your most prized possession in your office? Most prized possession would probably be pictures of my family, for sure. I've got one right over here to my left that I, I see. My, it's the most recent picture we have as a family. But you talked about an interesting story. And you picked up on something in the background, those Legos. So I actually use the Legos in some of my classes. Primarily, I use them in the traditional class that I teach over the orientation. So uh, another role of mine, not only am I the department chair of PACE, but I'm also the department chair for orientation. So I oversee both traditional orientations and PACE orientation. But with the difference between your traditional and uh, PACE student is you've got working adults who have a little bit more life experiences, they have they're a little more self-directedness, so they can kind of take things and run with it on their own. I use the Legos to, to teach traditional students a little bit more self-directedness. So I've got two boxes of those Legos, and those in each box comes three packets that are somewhat color-coordinated. So you've got your greens and blues together, your reds, pinks and I think oranges together, and then you've got your browns and off colors all together. And so I, what I've done is I've gone through the instruction manual and I found a picture that shows, uh, I think it's a, an airplane, a bird and a, a house. And so I've, I did a, um, a I took a copy of that, a black and white copy of that, and I folded it up and put them in every single packet. So then I hand them out. Uh, I group the students up and I hand them out. 
And I, I tell them, I want you to build what you see on the paper. And I give them about five minutes or so. And so when you see students look at it, they look at the colors and the, the, the Lego styles that they have, the type of blocks. They look back at the piece of paper and they, they don't see real an easy connection. Uh, some students will just dive right in and start building anyway. Uh, and so what's really cool about this, this is an object lesson. Nobody's going to be able to build exactly what I've shared with them on that printout. They can't. They need all the pieces to do that. But what's really interesting is to see how that most of them will start on the, the, the house. And some of them will try to put the house together in all the same color because that's the way it looks. Others don't care. They're just slapping blocks together so that they build a house because that's what was instructed. And so what I what I essentially do after the five uh, minutes or so are up and I've asked them, you know, how did you do this? Why did you do it that way? I basically tell them, all right, so that image that you had, that black and white image is representative of the syllabus you get from your instructors. It's just the black and white instruction. How you go about answering all the instructor's assignments, completing them without you know, full you know, rubrics or whatever, it's completely up to you. It is on you to create the assignment yourself. You can't rely on the instructor to tell you what color block to use. And so it's really trying to get them to recognize, hey, there's initial self-effort in this that I need to, to, to initiate so that I make the assignment my own and not something I want with an expectation or I do with the expectation I think my instructor wants. Does that yeah. make sense? It makes, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, I, I think when, when you look at transformational education, part of that is to make it interesting. Yeah. Part of it is to make it engaging and also to make it different. Something that students don't see every day. And so I, I you know, I look at that and I, you know, I, I, I think of something that is unique, you know, something that CBC brings to the table that really is, is unique. It's challenging, but it's also fun. The other thing too, is that that's something that if I were a student, I would remember that. Absolutely. You know, that's something I would remember and say, hey, remember that exercise that we went through, you know, something that's different, something that's unique. Mm -hmm. Where do you see Central Baptist in five years? In five years? Man, I, I, honestly, I've got like, we've had a really awesome vibe this fall. And I, I'm... I'm praying that that vibe continues. Like there's an excitement here. I think a post COVID excitement of community and connection that I think is really gonna drive a lot of our enrollment moving forward. Uh, and that really makes me excited um, because there is something unique to CBC that you don't get elsewhere. And we often label it the CBC experience. And a lot of that's what I've shared with you just in general with what happens in the classroom. For PACE students, it's a bit different. Pay students are taking one class at a time. They connect with their student or excuse me, with their instructor and maybe with some of their classmates. And sometimes they have classmates that they continue on with their next classes and that's really cool. Um, I do open myself up and help try to assist students with registration. Uh, but sometimes they think I'm way too busy for them. And that's not always the case because I'll initiate the conversations as well. Um, but what's really, 
neat about this is, although pay students are more often than not working adults, we want to engage them where they're at. We want them to really thrive. We want them to feel a part of a community here at CBC. And sometimes that can be difficult, especially with your online students, uh, because sometimes they just want the content. They want to stay disconnected, uh, but we want them to really grow. We want to we want it to be uh, a ministry opportunity for instructors. We want them to pour into them. We want them to, to feel, uh, we want the students to actually feel the love of Christ uh, in all the things that they, that they get an opportunity to do. Now, for traditional students, it's a bit different because they're on campus. They're here regularly. So I it, there was a, a day last week where I had, almost like a, a council session after council session after council session with students that just wanted to come talk because they're learning that adulting is not easy. And, you know, at other institutions, you really may not have had an opportunity to just walk into a professor's office and say, hey, I just need to vent about life. Uh, it, it's open here. And in those opportunities, I have a, a chance to share, you know, some of the gospel with them if they've not ever heard about it. Uh, and just really kind of feed into that. So the CBC experience is something that I think just really kind of drives enrollment here. Once people get a taste of it and it, they, they really feel like they're a part of a community that's really going to, that loves them for who they are, I think that just really grows, um, will help grow the enrollment here at CBC. And I'm pretty, I'm really excited about that. So uh, five years. I mean, I just see a lot more of the same that we're doing right now. Well, and, and, you know, you mentioned community and engagement and, you know, life, life. And, you know, I, I think that's something that, you know, I, I hear the passion. And when I look at differentiators for Central Baptist, I mean, I think, you know, you, you, you mentioned several. Um, but, you know, that idea of being able to, you know, help support a faith-based mission and really be able to talk about education, mm -hmm. but you know, you said you said it much better than than I than I will. But it's about it's about life too. Yes, and I think that's something that's amazing, and just that ability to be able to, you know, extend um, really that that philosophy, that approach, um, again, that faith based mission, not just for traditional, but to do it for pace and to do it the way that you all are doing it is very unique. So. Steve Elder, I really, I appreciate your time so much today. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. For more information on Plexus, please visit us at plexus.com forward slash solutions. That's P-L-E-X-U-S-S dot com forward slash solutions or you can email us at podcast at plexus.com